Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A in Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. First reading this morning is Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. This is the word of the Lord. Our New Testament lesson comes from 1 John. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus <coughs> is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. 
We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. This is the word of the God. Word of the Lord, please rise through the gospel. according to St. John, the 15th chapter. As we've been looking at these readings, the first one really talks about that uh, life uh, that it comes through being connected to God's word and his law. Uh, and, and John, uh, the first John passage talks about how that brings forth that fruit of love. And then Jesus carries on that idea in John 15. Jesus said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain on the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. We continue with hymn number 691. Fruitful trees, the spirits sown.
God's grace, mercy, and peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from the gospel reading. Let's pray. O God, you are the vine, and we are connected to you. Give us your strength, your guidance, and every blessing as we live our lives for you. As we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our maker and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. In the reading today, we heard Jesus say, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It seems a lot of times like we get overwhelmed, don't we? We get overwhelmed by the struggles and stresses that we have in our world today. If you just listen to the radio or the, the TV or cable or podcast or, or whatever, uh, a lot of times what happens, uh, you start to get your, you feel your blood pressure rising, don't you? It unsettles you uh, and unsettles your spirit. With all kinds of things happening, it can be internationally, it can be nationally, it can be statewide, or it can be locally. You know, they all sort of get us on edge. And we have stresses that play out not only there, but also in places like work. We have stresses that play out in church, uh, in our friends, among our friends, in relationships, and in our families. And if we were really honest, we've carried a, a great amount of stress within the past year, haven't we? In these times, we need to hear a word of comfort. We need to hear a word of encouragement to get us through the struggles that we have each and every day and to give us strength for the coming week. And the gospel reading today doesn't let us down. Jesus brings a word of comfort and encouragement to you and me. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches, remain in me, or as another translation says, abide in me. And that's something that sounds safe secure and we could use some of that security and comfort today because life presents us with its fair share of struggles and insecurities jesus said remain in me or abide in me it's a nice image of what it can be like to follow jesus and learning to follow Jesus is what our confirmations have been doing in their classes for the last two years right uh, in those two years in confirmation class, we've been looking at the characteristics of a, or habits of a disciple of Jesus as a child of God. And that relates to our mission as a church, a school, and really as Christians. Uh, today at the late service, we're going to be back downtown, and eight young men and women are stepping into a much larger world as they stand before God and family and confess their faith in Jesus Christ. They've been baptized, right? They've been uh, in confirmation class. They've been studying that word of God connected to the catechism there. They're going to receive the Lord's Supper for the first time. In every respect, they're going to be a member of the congregation. But I've said it lots of times that it's not unusual to St. Paul's, but still troubling that about a half to two-thirds of those newly confirmed students will hardly be found in the Lord's house a year from today. Pretty sad indeed. 
Today, I'm going to look at them and I'm going to challenge them to break that pattern, to stay connected to Christ. And to you, I want to challenge you too. I want to urge you to help them break that pattern too. You know, as we gather, uh, we have that service, and within that service, there'll be parents, grandparents, godparents, and friends, but there's a service last night, there's this service here, and so uh, uh, is there a part of a message for everybody else that's gathered? Well, yeah, there is, because confirmation is not an end-all, is it? It's a continual process, and it really includes all of us here today. Uh, so, so for the message today, uh, you can think of me talking to the kids, but I'm uh, really also talking to you. I want you to think back to your confirmation day and, and maybe how you've done since then, because as, as we study that word of God, as we continue in the study of worship and the, and, the, and the study of the word, we're growing in the faith, aren't we? And growing an understanding of just what it is that happened since God touched us in the waters of holy baptism. Confirmation Day is an important day in their lives, and it's, big, it's very important to families as well. And it's important for us as a church. Jesus said, abide in me. Pretty good image of what it's like following Jesus. That is a picture that's similar to what Jesus said five chapters earlier, a passage we heard last weekend when Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, and they listen to my voice, right? The image of the shepherd scooping up and lovingly carrying that lamb and guiding his flock to green pastures is a comforting and pleasant image to have of Jesus. Now, the Old Testament reading today from Psalm 1, we hear about the person who is who is connected, who is rooted in God as like a tree that is planted by a stream. A tree that's going to be fed, a tree that's not going to be uprooted, a tree that stands sure uh, and solid because its roots are firm and secure in that riverbank and watered by the flowing stream. Blessed is the man or the person, we heard, that they're like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, Whatever he does prospers. Pretty wonderful thought, isn't it? Safe, secure, grafted in the Lord. Because we long for that kind of security, don't we? And we find it in Jesus. We hear of Jesus' image of the vine, and, and he is the vine. His father is the gardener, he says, and we are the branches. And he says, remain in me and I will remain in you. And he uses that word remain or abide about 10 times in the verses that we, that we read today. So I think he's probably trying to make a point, isn't he? Repeating that word again and again, abiding or remaining in me. He's stressing about the relationship and the connectedness that needs to exist between the vine and the branches between Jesus and us. Because we cannot live a complete life without remaining in Christ. In a relationship with Jesus, there's, there's hope, right? There's, there's comfort, there's strength to face the unknown. There's forgiveness when, when we're hard on ourselves for our failures. There, in, 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 in that relationship with Christ, there's light when there's only darkness. There's a reason for doing something even when it's hard going, even when everyone else has given up. There's a love that will cause us to do some amazing and exciting things for others. 
remain in me and I will remain in you, Jesus said. There's something comforting about that. And at the same time, a little exciting, isn't it? And adventurous, because being close to Jesus and having Jesus close to us, that's a great feeling that he is continually present. There's that constant connection like a branch on a vine. His life, our lives are, are interconnected together, aren't they? But Jesus doesn't stay with this cozy feeling. And this is where it starts to get a little bit more challenging. But before we continue, I, we need to remember the reason, the purpose of the grapevine, right? You see, the only reason we would plant a grapevine is because we want to harvest some grapes, right? Yeah. Uh, for the branches of the vine to grow fruit, fruit that is rich and beautiful and delicious, the branches must be connected to the vine and be nourished by the vine. And so there's that relationship between the, the, the branch and the vine here, and in the same way, there's that fruitfulness as a, a natural consequence of being connected to Christ. Jesus says, those who remain in me and I in them will bear much fruit. Notice what he doesn't say. He doesn't say, if you work really hard at being fruitful and being loving, just, peaceful, gentle, self-controlled, and patient, by doing so, you're going to do that, and then you'll be connected to me because of that. No, he doesn't say that. It's not the way it works, right? The equation is actually the other way around. By being strengthened by your connection to the, to the vine, to Jesus Christ. By being firmly grafted on the vine. By drawing deeply from the sap of, uh, that is God's spirit. Then you'll be fruitful, right? I mean, you can try to produce the fruit of the spirit by your own works and power. And, and you might do a pretty good job at it for a while. But with no real connection to the vine. To Jesus, there is no connection to the vine, no ability to draw from that life-giving sap of the Holy Spirit. Sooner or later, the energy is gone. Uh, perhaps you've seen it too. I've seen it. Vibrant, active Christians fall apart suddenly, like a dry branch on a tree. We we see what happens when that branch is snapped off completely or is broken. Maybe it's hanging by a few fibers way up in the tree there and you see that that once green supple branch gets dry lifeless first uh, uh, pressure or temptation it snaps apart from me you can do nothing Jesus said without that relationship without that connection to Jesus it it doesn't take much and the branch snaps off completely and then faith and its fruit are lost. You see, being connected to Jesus brings forth the fruit of the Spirit we just sang about. There's, there's more love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, uh, goodness, and self-control. More, more willing to forgive others. That connection to Jesus gives us strength because we're joined to him. We're joined to him in the waters of holy baptism. We, 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 at the Lord's Supper, we receive the assurance of that forgiveness, don't we? And so whatever life throws at us, it's easier to face when we're connected to Jesus, when we're connected to the vine. Without the, those vital nutrients of the vine, we become brittle and we break 
Jesus says, those who do not remain in me are thrown out like a branch that's dry and dry up. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire where they're burned. And so the question remains, how do we remain connected to the vine, Jesus, so that we are able to bear good fruit? Well, first of all, we need to realize that a branch doesn't grow by itself. It comes from the vine in the first place. It's part of the vine. It can't exist separately from the vine. The branch has no life without the vine. In the same way, we Christians have no part of life, uh, uh, no, no, no life apart from Jesus. We're uniquely and intimately connected to him. At any time that connection becomes anything less than what Jesus intends it to be, then you can be certain there's going to be something happening in our lives that, that's cutting that off or choking off that relationship with Jesus. It leads me to the second point. Jesus talks about the gardener cleaning up uh, some of the useless stuff, the useless foliage on the vines. If there is something that's stopping us from bearing fruit, it's all that useless foliage in our, in our lives. It needs to be cleared up, cleaned up. It might be things that, well, out to, outside in the world, it might be important to the world, but it does not bring glory to God. Satan, the world, and our own sinful nature are at work to try to get us to focus more on them and less on God. And so our lives get filled up with these useless branches and that draw us away from God. And instead, our focus is more on those things, on, more on our work or on other people. And, and God gets, sort of gets relegated or, or pushed back to the back burner to bear the fruit that Jesus is looking for means to prune away that foliage so that the Spirit can cause real fruit to grow. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. Thirdly, how do we remain connected to the vine? Well, the answer is we can't do it by ourselves. Like a branch connected to the vine, we need the nutrients that come from the vine in order to be happy and healthy and fruitful. Those nutrients we need come to us from God's word. They come to us through the sacraments as well. These are the key ingredients for us as, we, as Christians, and we need that constant supply for our well-being. That's why we do this, right? That's why we gather together in worship. That's why that gathering is so important for us. Because we gather here, we gather here when we get when we're feeling wilted and droopy, if you will. Jesus takes us and grafts us back into Himself, refreshing us with His Word, refreshing us with His sacraments, and it's here then that those green shoots and leaves begin to sprout and grow. Reading and studying God's Word, the devotions are essential. When we read and listen to God's promises, we're given strength. We're given the vitality that are those things that are necessary for our survival as Christians. The Bible helps us see what is God's way and what is the world's way. You know, when, when everything goes wrong, it's God's word that gives you and me the, the assurance of Jesus' love. It gives us that joy and that peace that comes from knowing that we can face anything with him, the vine or the good shepherd by our side. In baptism, in the Lord's Supper, we're certain of the special relationship that Jesus has with us. 
that special and intimate love that he has for each and every one of us, even when we let him down so badly, when we are loved, when we are forgiven, and, and so, so we are able to love and forgive others, right? We can bear fruit. Bear fruit that is an essential part of our Christian life. You know, that's what our vision statement's all about, isn't it? It's always on the cover of the bulletin right now. And we're changing lives through worship, compassion, and Christian education. That God is at work in your life and in mine. That he brings forth a, a fruit that, that he uses to change the lives of others. We're changed as we, as we study God's word and as we worship our good and gracious God. And as we share that compassion of Jesus that, we've been, that, that, that we so richly receive each and every day. You see, it's that change in us that God uses to bring forth fruit, to share that message of love, the message of forgiveness, his message of grace and mercy. His message is our message. Today, Jesus encourages our confirmants, and really all of us, as he says, remain in me. Remain in me. I'll do the rest, right? Jesus says, that, that, that love is going to flow into you and through you, and, and, and you are going to find all that you've been searching for and more. Take time to read through this passage of uh, these verses again from John 15. Take time to read it slowly. They're words that bring encouragement and comfort, but they also lead us to acknowledge that too often we get disconnected, cut off from that life-giving vine, Jesus May these words of Jesus lead us to remain in him. Be fruitful branches, deeply grafted into Jesus the vine, which bear fruit to the glory of God. May we all remain connected to the vine. May we all have that joy of life in Christ as we remain in him. And in that life in Christ, we rejoice and we praise him and we say, Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom 
and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.